Hey everyone, well here we are, the very first Firecracker Department podcast. I am so excited to share these amazing women's voices with you, so thank you so much for tuning in. And just think, years from now, you can say, I was there when the very first Firecracker Department was released. I was there. You're part of the department. That's pretty cool. Also, we have sponsors. That's the kind of podcast we are. This inaugural Firecracker Department podcast is brought to you by none other than the CBC comedy web series, That's What Sheena Said, with Sheena Snively. Now, you may remember Sheena as the hilarious platinum blonde, former host of MTV Live, and now... She's got her own web series with the CBC, and she travels across Canada to different comedy festivals like Winnipeg, Halifax, Just for Laughs, and Montreal. To watch, all you have to do is go to Sheena's Facebook page, which is as easy as, well, going on Facebook and searching for Sheena Snively. That's Sheena, S-H-E-E-N-A, Snively, S-N-I-V-E-L-Y, like lively. Our first podcast sponsor. That feels so great. Thanks, Sheena. Okay, here we go with the very first firecracker department. Jane Eastwood is one of my heroes. From SCTV to The King of Kensington to Going Down the Road, I grew up watching Jane and her amazing comedic talent. She's one of those actresses that can have you in tears of laughter one moment and then tears of sadness the next. She can kind of do it all. I got the chance to work with her on a commercial early in my career, and my mind was blown at the opportunity of working with the Jane Eastwood. We chatted all day, and at lunch, I was doing that awkward high school thing when you have your lunch and you're looking for a place to sit, and there was Jane, waving her arms and shouting, hey, come sit with us. That's Naomi, she's my new best friend. Amazing. I've since had the opportunity to work with my new best friend when she played my mother in the TV show Playdate. And I'm hoping the stars align and we get to work together again soon because she is amazing. I love talking to her because Jane is just Jane. She never pretends to be anything she's not. If she's nervous, she says, I'm fucking nervous. If she's irritated, she says, I'm fucking irritated. If she's excited, she says, that's fucking awesome. You see the Jane pattern. There's a lot of women in the community that say, when I grow up, I want to be Jane Eastwood. I love her. I love her for her brassiness, her ballsiness, her comedy, her heart. Her Janeness. So here she is, Jane Eastwood. I just spent like three days with you online, like listening and watching. And oh, all your really? Different, yeah, you're there's like kidding. great stuff. Yeah, and photos. Oh, and stuff so you're like that. doing your research. I'm doing honey. what I can do. It's fun. You're amazing. Though. You're you're my role model. Well, oh my god, <laughs> you're mine. Are you kidding me? You're everybody's though. I'm just a lazy actress. If a job comes up, I do it. That's basically it. I love like, it. You're out there. You're moving. You're hustling. You're creating. You're Doing all that stuff, I'm just, wow. I've never been that person, you know? Never? Mm-mm. Like, did everything, okay, because I started researching all this stuff, and it feels like you were at the start of everything mm-hmm. in Canada. So I you was. were at a time when things were just coming to you. It was so exciting. And, yeah. But, you know, things fell in my lap. They yeah. really did. Like what? I, like, what was the first well, stuff? I that... mean, the, the when it started to get really exciting was when, I had done a couple of things, like a couple of little plays, but I started going to... Eli Rill's acting studio, mm-hmm. and he was this amazing teacher who was from the actor studio in New York, and he wanted to start up his own thing in Toronto. I guess he had roots in Toronto, yeah. but I think he was American. He was married to Janine Manatis. I don't know if that name means anything to you, but... No, but I'll look it up. Um, yeah. So he started this studio, and it was we, we just improvised all the time, which you would relate to, us both being from Second City. Mm-hmm. But not going for laughs. If the laughs were there, they were there. It was yeah. just a way to get really get in touch with um, your honesty. Yeah, you sort know of I mean? uh, Viola Spolin days. Totally Viola Spolin days. Yeah. And, um, and early and it Second was very, City very days, exciting. too. I'd say early Second City days, but I'll get to that part. Because yeah. when I was in Second City, it was so not like No, 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 no. <laughs> it changed. But I'm thinking more like Alan Harkin. Um, yes, uh, Alan Harkin. 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 Well, Actually, okay, so we're just going to start yeah, talking about get, Second City now. Well, let's go back. No, I want to start at No, the but beginning. I need to okay. tell you about the Alan Arkin thing. We just when went we off to there. the races. Yeah, we were we, like, let's we go. Did. It's good because I haven't seen you for a while, so I know. now I can I like, know. catch up. And, you know, you continually try to keep writing us sitcoms, or not sitcoms, but something for I us. Play your mom. Which Come is, on, world. As it should be. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm chewing on a piece of cheese right now. Where was I? <laughs> 
<laughs> really <laughs> damn good cheese, too, I'm going to tell all. you right now. Good, huh? Oh, yeah, so that led to um, quite a few of us auditioning for this movie going down the road. Right. And we were, like, really real actors. That's what we were really focused on, whereas... Comedy wasn't in your world at all? Comedy wasn't, no. No, not at all. Not, not a, even like, close. Not even it as didn't a even person? occur to me. You were funny as a person. Um, I was loud at parties, <laughs> if you can call that funny. I don't think that's the same thing, but okay. I was never a wit, a right. great wit. Hmm. Um, but I was probably kind of funny and I didn't know it. You right. know what I mean? No, I started out as a very serious actress. And the whole thing about going, us getting going down the road, the, the sort of caliber of actors outside of Gordon Pinsett and that crowd was very much Stratford and Shaw mm -hmm. and the CBC. Right. And with modulated tones. Right. So people thought when they saw Going Down the Road that we weren't actors at all. They thought, oh, he just, Shabib just picked up kids off the street and right. threw them in front of the camera. Whereas we were like very serious actors. But you were improvising a lot in that movie. Not that much. Really? No, you, you saw a fair amount of improvisation, but it was scripted. Right. It was 100% scripted. And, you know, like there were certain scenes where we'd improvise, but I'd say most of the uh, dialogue was scripted. Hmm. And that started my entire life in, in like, Canada. Had and you then done stuff before that? Like even... Nothing to speak of that was very exciting. Even in school or anything like in that? In school, yes. I'd done a couple of plays at school, and um, but I was a commercial artist. I After school, I became a commercial artist. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Well, I wasn't that good. I mean, I was... <laughs> but <laughs> in those enough. days, in those days, just to get into an art studio was a huge coup. Yeah. This Okay, this was 1969, I think. I was paid like thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-five dollars a week for being to, a commercial artist. To, for being a commercial artist, I was actually an assembly artist, which means you know, they, the we were a studio where the studio would send us pictures and print, and we would assemble it, yeah. and we would do some layouts. But it was basically pasting stuff on paper. You were <laughs> the had original decoupage. It was. It had to be one thirty-second of an inch. And I kind of dug it, really. Yeah. It was really kind of cool. And I got along very well with those guys, and they were kind of grooming me to run the studio. It could have been a great career. But had really. you gone to school for art? Yes, I went to Northern Secondary, which okay. was an art, art high school. And so acting wasn't even in your... Oh, I always was. But oh. I, you know, I mean, I come from a waspy like York Mills family, we didn't even know an actor. Right. An actor? Well, you must be joking. Right. You know, it was just it's so far out of my reality that I thought I would just never get anything. Right. And then when I was in this art studio, am I talking too much? No, but that? this okay. is all about oh, yeah. you. Are you this is supposed to be you talking. Um, when I was in the art studio, this friend of mine, John McDonald, who actually left school early and became like an art director at one of the big agencies, said he knew about an amateur production of Suddenly Last Summer. Why didn't I go and audition? So this is how I met Eli Rill. Right. So I auditioned for it, played Mrs. Venables, who was like 75 years old. Right. I was like 21. Okay. Lots of uh, baby powder in your yeah, head. There yeah, was, it, was a, it was community theater. Yeah. And, and it might have been, been fine. We had a wonderful time. But Eli Rill was looking for students, so he was going around to these, these like the early, early mm -hmm. days, you know. So he's going to these community theaters, handed me his card and said, you you know, if you're interested, you come to me. And, and then were you he like, was the one, ooh, like were you excited? Well, I just like, oh yeah, I thought it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Like so exciting. Remember those early days when oh. you're getting into the business? The excitement is, is like... 130 percent I, I it? still get that though yeah so like, do I, I still, actually like when you so get that I. phone call or you get oh god you have a meeting with somebody oh, that's call. exciting or oh no I don't know even like honestly when I first started working at Second City I'd walk into that and I still get butterflies when I see all your pictures oh, of yeah. the black and white oh. and I'd be like I'm working with these people you like would, it's just yeah. Um, yeah I still get butterflies but you were happier there than I was yeah We'll Second get to that. Years. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, so, so she, uh, <coughs> you went and started taking classes, and then they recruited you to be part of the movie from the class. Well, we just heard about the audition. We right. just went and auditioned. Paul Bradley and Doug McGrath and myself and Kale Chernin. And so you've been all, Kale, you'd we all had been all been. Classes. We were all That's why your classes together. was so good. Yeah, totally. We really knew how to relate. And then... Eli Rill said to me, Jane, you're very good. You should be professional. So that's all I needed. Oh, and yes. then, God bless this guy. <laughs> 
he isn't with us anymore, but I hope I see him again someday. He he put Kale and myself and another guy, Victor Young, I think, on. He wrote like a review for us, and we did it at the Teller's Cage, which doesn't exist anymore. And there was a, an age in the audience. It's, I don't know, it's just like sort Shopper's of drug or something. something like that. <laughs> it's in where all the hospitals are on okay. Elm Street. Oh, yeah. 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 It used to be a groovy little dinner theater. Right. Um, anyway, this agent, Vita Linder, saw me in it, and, that, and she started to represent me, and then I just started getting work. Oh, and then she sent me to, and this was another huge step for me, sent me to an audition for the Hart and Lauren Terrific Hour. Lauren being Lauren Michaels. Hart Pomerantz and Lauren Michaels. And they were doing a comedy show on the CBC. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So then it just so it just kept rolling. You so know? there wasn't ever a moment that you were like, I gotta work at becoming an actor because it no, was just available. It was just it was just hitting hard and yeah. fast. It was great. So, I mean I worked hard sure, to sure, improve, sure. but yeah, it was fun. I'm gonna put a little more wine in this water. That a girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but early days, did, when you were like, I'd like to be an actor, but it probably seemed like a hobby rather than mm-hmm, a career. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those that moment of like go, going, oh, this is what I have to do? Yeah, but, I, I totally do. Yeah. I think well, once I hit sort of Eli's class, yeah, I knew I was home. Yeah. And my friend Elva, who I've been feeling. with since, yeah, you were home. It's, it's a great feeling when yeah. you're young. And you're meeting like your the colleagues oh, and your God, family. Yeah. And I it's, love it. You've really come home. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Well, I had that in art school too, because I was a total reject in normal high school, York Mills Collegiate. Really? It was, oh, it was a nightmare. Why? I was short and fat, not very good looking. I find that entirely hard to it's believe. It's true. I... I in grade nine, I was just kind of short, the only one who wasn't wearing a bra, and my hair was bad, and my clothes were bad. Nobody in that school spoke to me. Uh, Nobody. It no, sounds like a great character. Like, <laughs> it was um, oh, it was horrible. Yeah. And then so. between grade nine and ten, I grew about five inches and lost 30 pounds. You know, kids have those growth spurts. Yeah. Then I just became tough. Yeah. I was pissed. Because my, of how you'd been treated? Uh, how, yeah, so... White makeup, black, you know, white lipstick, black eye makeup, back combed hair, and um, didn't do any work. And then, so I failed grade 10. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that didn't go very well. And so I convinced my parents that I should go to this art high school because I knew somebody, and because they didn't know what to do with me. Yeah. And I said, I really think that's what I should be doing. Hi. Hi there. <laughs> and um, I remember my dad said, well, that'd be fine if you could draw. And my mom said, well, she'll learn to draw. And then it just changed my life. So that was my first getting home, you know, yeah. because everybody else in the art course was a reject from another high school right. in Toronto. And they were the, I still see some of them. Really? Yeah, there's, they were such great people. Like great, great, great people. So your time in high school wasn't great. Like Not you, originally, but once original. I got to Northern, right. I was r- really very happy. Outside of the usual teenage angst, like I don't sure. have a boyfriend, you know. Right. Why so don't I, I have a boyfriend? I know. <laughs> yeah, people go through that angst yeah, all totally. their lives. Not but I had friends. I had friends and it was great. Yeah. So you didn't have any friends before that? Like in, you just... Pretty much. Like you mu- have a little posse of like grumpy, no. white lipstick people? Well, there might have been a few. Yeah. But it still wasn't going very well. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I, Lynn Dermody. She was nice to me. I remember in grade That's 10. good. Remember the nice one. Yeah, I liked her. She was very nice. Yeah, there was a, a small posse, but not like not like freaks and geeks. Not like where yeah. it really meant something, you know? Yeah. It was still, um, still flailing. But I, I, like, I think of you as one of the, like, in all the positive ways, the most sassy and ballsy women I know. Oh, yeah. Do you think you get it from those early days in high school? Oh, yeah. I think we it's get all tough. our stuff from those early days yeah. in high school. There's a quote, you, for the rest of your life, you were either living up to or living down what you were in high school. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I think it's true. Probably both. Yeah, probably both. At different yeah. times. Yeah, because yeah. those really are the formative years, right? Yeah. That's when your personality is totally being shaped and affected and, you know, either sent in the right direction or completely screwed up. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to sit with that one for a while. I know. That's going to ring true. I know. But I know, I know lots of actors who are, like, very happy in high school and they're happy adults. I mean, it's not always the no. case. No, no, no. Like Deb McGrath. Went, she was the leader of the pack in high school. And look at her now. Just, still just the leader of the pack. Outcast. I know. <laughs> 
just a shut-in. You can't get that woman to talk. Um, <laughs> so, so, but when you went to the art school, you and you became, um, you went into the arts specifically. Yeah. How long did it take you before you were like, oh no, I, I, I have to leave this behind? And was that a hard transition? Well, it it kind of wasn't. I mean, I didn't take it. I I loved art, but I didn't take it really seriously. I take it way more seriously now. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm really painting a lot now. Um, but I was just young and ridiculous, and the whole acting thing was, well, I was better than anything that could yeah. have been offered me. Yeah. Also, I was making $35 a week in this art studio. <laughs> it's good cash. And taking about three buses to get there. It was up at, like, friggin' Kennedy Road in Ellesmere, and I was in a little attic apartment in Rosedale, by the way, which <laughs> Mummy found for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a nice, safe place for you to live. Right. It sounds like your Elva. parents were very supportive, though. Oh, they were really sweet. Like, they could not have been acting. nicer. Like, that's not something that oh, parents... They, I remember my mother said, yes, you know, and only people over 60 will know this reference. Oh, now I can't remember her name. <laughs> ah, crap. It's all right. We'll edit it A wonderful on. Canadian actress. Um, it'll come to me. Yeah. But I always reminded... Mom, she. I reminded her of her. Oh. Okay, never mind. It'll come to me. Okay, I'll we'll blur it out. Uh, okay, half hour from now. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> it's not. It's lucky though because even in those days, like, it wasn't typical for people to pursue acting as a career. Not at all. Like, oh, not and there was never all. a blink from your folks of like, uh. oh, huge blinks, huge blinks. Well, I think that that'll be fine. But you should go to Shaw's typing school right. so you have a skill to fall back on, which I did. And there were, I had a few good typing part-time jobs. Yeah. Like in the evening, typing envelopes. I mean, I wasn't a very good typer, but I, I could do it. Yeah. And yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. like, you know, 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. Yeah. Dad would hand me the odd 20 without mom knowing. I would model at the art college in the nude. No. For 20 bucks. Yep. Holy moly. That was humiliating. I didn't like, I didn't did enjoy that a lot? Well. Not much. I don't but think I, I could ever do that. I did meet a great artist friend by the name of Tom Hodgson. We just saying, there's nudie photos of you out there. Oh, no. Yeah, well, there must be. Somebody... Don't tell my chip. Well, there wouldn't have been from the art college. No, You're sketches. not allowed to take photographs. Sketches, though. Well, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to go on I don't eBay. think you were that talented. You wouldn't have known it was me. I could draw better than half of those kids. You're and that an bugged me too. Artist. And then one guy would come up to you and say, So I'm uh, going up to Collingwood. Would you like to come to the ski cabin with me? I'm in the nude. <laughs> He's asking me on a date. It was horrible. Like, oh my God, so yeah. awkward. Because I actually wasn't promiscuous. I, people always thought I was, but I actually wasn't. But I had to make a living, you know. Why did they think you were? Because you were doing nude. Because I'm so loud. Oh. I'm with, loud and ballsy, so they think you're promiscuous. Isn't it's, that a weird thing? Yeah. I, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And this, this is going back, you know, in the 60s. Yeah. 60s, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then when you started, uh, I mean, going down the road launched not only Canadian TV and film. Yeah, that it really was like, did. Like, it launched Canadian film. It actually launched it Canadian and film. It, and it's incredible. Yeah, I think we went through some pretty crappy films after that, yeah. though, sadly. Yeah. You know, I wish that it had done better. I don't know what to say about that. I don't know what to I, say about I, it either. I, like, um, in this show, Women Fully Clothed, that you know well, that yeah. I did, I'm, um, Teresa Pavlinek was introducing a movie, and we made it one of those really bad Canadian movies, and I said, call it my long, slow, snowy walk to death. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. They're actually making that. It's a yeah. tip project. Yeah. Oh, well. Everybody's getting a cut of it. You know uh, what I mean? It's yeah. like and hitting you over the head with the same point, and it always has to be depressing. And yeah. I can remember that I knew even then, if you want drama, you have to have comedy. If you want comedy, you have to have some drama. You just, you've got to have that mix. Yeah. And Where'd you learn that from? I just knew it instinctively. Like, did you Didn't have, you kind of know that? I knew that every moment had to have both. Yeah, I guess I did. Like, yeah. even in a dire comedians, Shakespeare. Comedians seem to know it more than straight actors, I find. I'll, I'll tell you what, I think because we have um, short attention spans. Yeah. So that you know that the audience is going to get tired if mm. it's to one level. So you better flip it. Totally. So. But that's a knowledge thing. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's like a smart thing to know. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Fixing, adjusting the pillows, everybody. Um, who who did you get inspired by, like huh? to be to do comedy and things <laughs> hey. like that? Hey. Um, I think once I got into Godspell. 
So that was like the first introduction to comedy? I'd say so. How did that moment happen for you? Well, it was just a massively huge audition at uh, the Masonic Temple up at Davenport and Young. And I had been doing, I'd done going down the road and all that stuff. And I just so you heard had chops. About, it's not like you were I had chops. Yeah, it was a matter of fact, I was almost famous. I was almost famous yeah. by then because I was sitting in front of Eugene Levy and Marty Short. They were behind, they just graduated from McMaster and they were poking each other. They said, That's Jane Eastwood. Oh. Like they knew who I was, right. you know? And, um, and of course, now they're my idols, of course, and friends. Yeah. But um, Victor Garber was at the audition singing. He had been a, in a band called Sugar Shack. Okay. And he, he just, he stood up and he was Jesus on that stage. Yeah. It was, everybody knew like, no, nope, I'm not getting the Jesus right. part. <laughs> no way yeah. I'm getting that one. Is that you talking? I'm not going to get the Jesus part. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, I just, I was, I was a clown, you yeah. know, I was a clown in that, and so I think maybe that was my introduction to comedy. Totally. And that was And like, I know we laughed for 10 years straight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you still are with all those guys, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're your gang, too, you know. Well, no, yeah. you're a bit younger. You're, well, they're my you're heroes. a lot younger. They're my, they're the folks younger. that I looked up to, mm-hmm. but they're like, <laughs> your colleagues, like you guys... Well, they were at yeah. one time, yeah. yeah, and then everybody moved to L.A., and I stayed here because I had three kids. But, um, you know, I see Marty for cocktails once a year yeah. at the cottage. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We, but he's very sentimental about his Godspell days. Yeah. He likes to keep in touch with uh, everybody who's in Godspell. Really? Because it was his launching pad. And Eugene's as well. Yeah. And Andrea Martin and Gilda Radner and um great guy by the name of Don Scardino, who's a huge director in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, Valda Avix, she was wonderful, stunning voice, and she she just does opera all over Europe. She's like no in kidding. everything in Europe. And Avril Chown, I think, who became a writer in L.A. Um, Rudy Webb, great, great singer. Haven't seen him for years. Wow. But so not all of us became famous. And then Victor, of course, is a you know incredible, incredible actor. Yeah, he gets everything. But, oh, and Paul Schaefer was our band leader. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's an amazing and, time, right? Those yeah, it really was. Of, those kind of um, tipping points where it's like oh, going yeah. along, nothing, nothing, and then something like that happens. It was happens huge and, for us. Yeah. It was absolutely huge. We were the talk of the friggin' town. Yeah. And I'll tell you what our paycheck was, and we were rolling in it. <laughs> right. 160 a week. Wow. We were rolling in yeah. dough. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing money out the window. Absolutely. So no problems at all. Was Second City like right around the corner after that? Right around the corner. Yeah. And that. I mean, my life is now based on Second City because I married David Flaherty and I have three extraordinary, amazing kids, yeah. which I wouldn't have if I hadn't married David Flaherty. But um, that Second City changed my life. I've, I've been... Did you meet David Flaherty through Joe Flaherty? Yes. So yeah. it was all through SCTV? All through... All so through not SCTV, Second City. Second City, so yeah. SCTV hadn't started yet. Right. So I, I auditioned for Second City. And here's the audition. You might have had to do it too. And Bernie Sollins is in the audience and Joe Flaherty and Brian Doyle Murray, who's Billy Murray's older brother. And they all came up from Chicago to see if they could get it going in Toronto, right? There's a revolving door in the stage. Do you remember the old revolving door? Did you never have um, it? At Longbard? Yeah. Well, this was actually on Adelaide. No, I don't remember that. I maybe maybe was that there. was gone. So you had to come through the revolving door five times and come out with a different character every time you came out the revolving door. Which for some people, it's just like, oh, this is a dream come true. I thought, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I'm actually going to kill myself. But they hired me. But wait, tell and then me. I thought, well, now I'm really going to kill myself. <laughs> Do you remember your characters? Do you Not remember any all. of them? No. Was it a blur it a of like, friggin- ah. It was a blur. Oh, I remember those It was all... When you're like, your heart is beating oh, so hard. God. Oh, I mean, it is great that you can come up with this stuff yeah. when it's just in the moment of panic. Yeah, but, but um, ballsy too, right? Yeah. Because you're like, oh, what have you got to lose? Well, I'm, I've always been like that with auditions. What have you got to lose? Yeah. I've, I've done singing auditions that people should have been thrown across the street for. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I just, but what the hell? Uh, you know, why not? You're right? still like that now? <clears throat> totally. I'll audition for anything. I like, I never, auditions don't frighten me. No. You don't care. You got nothing to lose. Go in with a good attitude. Don't care too much. Right. Right? Yeah. If you don't care too much, you tend to do okay. And think of it as a mini performance. 
That's good. But you're also prepared. You're a professional. Totally prepared because in Canada, there's this whole thing. I don't know if you're aware of this. When you go to an audition, they want you to know the lines 100%. Yeah, I know. Do you know that doesn't happen in L.A.? Yeah. People read off the script. What's that all about? Why is it Canadians have to memorize? Because they, they think they think, well, they're probably this far below L.A. actors. Let's right. see what they are like giving full performance. Right. There's no trust there. I don't yeah, want to get political, that but that's shitty, out. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know firsthand, but the part of memorizing lines stresses me out the most. Because well, then it feels it's like unfair. it's a test, as opposed to I'm connecting to what it's we're doing. It's totally unfair, because yeah. you're thinking about the friggin' lines. Yeah. But I'll be, and, and I have some contemporaries who can't do it anymore. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to be 70 in December. I'm that really blows happy. my mind. Yeah, it's good though, eh? It's, You're incredible. You're oh, honestly like I don't speak. I know I I'm not by myself on this when I say you are so many people's hero. Like oh my that's God, such that's a so lovely. It's so true. It's, what a life that you've tell lived. Tell my husband. And, oh, <laughs> yeah, he'll listen to this. Yeah, right. But it's true. Like you, so you've nice. broken ground in so many different ways in our industry for like for ballsy women too. Like you weren't the typical like blonde bombshell you no, are gorgeous never, like there's all yeah. you are a beautiful woman but there's you just set the stage in a way that for us, so for us characters for yeah, characters thank yeah. goodness yeah. right it's I very don't important be an ingenue. no and i always wanted to be a character actor um who was that actress that my mom was talking about she was brilliant yeah damn it'll come to she did virginia wolf in new york um kate kate Okay, oh, at least I got, got the first name. Part that's got good. the first name. <laughs> so, but she was always a great character actor, and I actually did model myself after. Yeah, I said she's real and she's gutsy. Did you ever meet her? No, I actually never. But met you were her. inspired by her. Totally inspired by her, yeah. and and the English actors. I thought, well, that's what acting's yeah. all about. And when I first started out in Toronto, that's what acting was all about. Then we went Hollywood. Yeah, we got a little Hollywood. When do you think that happened? I think just to compete, maybe, yeah. you know, the big brother's so overwhelmingly apparent on all our networks, and um, I, I think if we'd stuck to our guns, we'd be way better off. I think yeah. if I think if, if we had left the BBC as our model, yeah, it's about the stories and about the characters, we'd still be way better off. Right. People would be paying attention. Right. I think sometimes we do that, don't you? I Hopefully. do. I do. Yeah. I think some, there are some times where we're just like, we're just Canadian, like Corner Gas. Yeah, it was great. And that was really great. successful. Very and funny. And Mr. D is great, too. Yeah. Actually, it's very real. It's very funny. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's, it's overly... A little bit, it's a little bit similar to Los Angeles sitcoms. Yeah, I don't think it's a Canadian-Canadian sitcom. Like in the but way I that, really like, love Little it Mosque that, was. I, like, yeah, Little Mosque was very Canadian. Yeah. Uh, but I like Mr. D because Jerry is not a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On screen. And on yeah. screen. Yeah. No, he's a doll. I, I, I did that show there. I absolutely adored him. Your yeah, character and that, that scene with him and Jonathan Torrance. So, and Jonathan Torrance is hysterical. Oh You're hysterical. That cast is brilliant. So funny. It's a, No, that's a really good show. That's that's a show mm -hmm. all on its own. But that Great also show. is uh, like looking at what you did because you had the character that had the chain oh thing and you talked to that. And didn't Jonathan like feed you? Yes, that? he fed me. No, he, he held the hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I could, so I could eat my lasagna. <laughs> but even like, I love that you're just up for that. Like you're not a dainty lady. I just love that. No, that was really fun. So yeah, with that was a gift. City, uh, once you, once you got the second city from your turn of five characters. Oh dear God. Were you like, what have I done? Because totally, what have I there. done? Totally, what have I done? The book show, fine. Meaning, you know, you're. You learn the lines, you do a character, and that was brilliant. Once it came to improvising, I was out of my league. I actually. But had was you ever trained to improvise? Well, sure. With Eli, we improvised, but I, it, not to get laughs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's huge. Getting yeah. laughs is huge. Yeah. I did it with you once. I, I wanted know, to kill you were myself. Great. <laughs> That's right. It was a fundraiser. The only reason you'd ever do it is for the fundraiser for Kale. I know. So. I know. I just. Uh, it, I'm not. It's not my comfort zone. And I know you should get out of your comfort zone. And every once, no, not doing it. Did you ever feel like, oh yeah, oh that feels good? Once in a while, but, but I knew it enough. was a fluke. Yeah, I knew it was a fluke. Joe Flaherty was great, one of the greatest improvisers of all time. Yeah, and he would actually, he was so good, he could actually get in the mindset where he'd set up the other actor to be funny. Yeah, 
Which is extraordinary. Right. But Joe was the only one. Everybody else was scrambling to be a star on that right. stage. Right, so that must and have And they hard. were. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Danny Aykroyd? You can't keep up with Danny Aykroyd. If you had seen him then, you would have said, genius, 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 genius. <clears throat> he was like he was in the very early days of um, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Jane, you ignorant slut. Right. Remember, just like, he was so brilliant. I couldn't keep up with but that. But those two guys, did you have good scenes with them? Because, like, they would hold the reins and you could just follow along? Or who did well, you, you work know, if well I had with? had more confidence, I, I, I should have said, okay, just be there, support the scene. Yeah. That's really all you need to do. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about getting laughs yourself, but when you're insecure, you're screwed. Oh you're my done. God, the Might as well just go, go home. That's the worst. It's like... Go home and have a drink. Yeah, yeah. whenever you see, like, insecure actors, I just want to be like, you're doing this really well? Hold I on know. to that one thing. Yeah, Because totally. they're so good at that, and then they can build their confidence from there. There's nothing worse than an insecure. I know, movie. and I, I don't think I looked insecure on stage. Right. I would cover it well, maybe by being too loud or something. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? But... I knew I knew I was insecure. Did you get along with everybody still? Like, was it yes, hard to? Yeah, I did. I did. We all got along well, but I just felt like I was actually being left behind a bit. Right. You know. So then I moved on. We closed. The, the doors closed because we didn't have a liquor license, so we were starting the doors to lose. Second our, City closed. At Second City, it was on Adelaide, mm -hmm. and uh, we were only there for seven months. And that's when Andrew Alexander bought it from Bernie Solomons right. and opened it on Lombard, and you know, then history was made. Right. But I didn't bother. So you didn't get back it. No, I moved on. I started. I did. I was doing some new Canadian plays, which were very exciting. And right. yeah, no, my career was fine. So you didn't do fine. any more Second City after that? The no, that days? was it. Just Not a while. But I've been feeding. I've been getting cred. I know you're such a for like, a, I'm a Second stable. City alumni yeah. for seven unsuccessful months. On Adelaide Street. <laughs> That's wild. I know. And you hate because... improvising. Like, it's Friggin' hilarious. hate it, man. Yeah. Friggin' hate it. But I like comedy. I mean, I love sketch comedy. Yeah. That I seems love like it. one of the most natural things in the world is for you to do comedy. Like, I, I love, I can't I love sketch else. comedy. Yeah. That's pretty well my favorite thing now. And I can remember in the early days of, um, I'd say maybe in the 80s. I had a bit of a dry spell in the 80s, actually. But I was having kids, so it didn't matter. But people would say, you're a comedian, right? And I'm like, no. No, I'm um, an actress who does comedy sometimes. Yeah. And people say, you're a comedian, right? And you go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how people yeah. have to differentiate the two, though. Oh, like I know. Like how you can't be an actor. Like, I know. Oh, I do improv, but I'm not an actor. I know. That's not true, I It's think. so not true. Yeah. I nominated you for the actor you award. Did. You were so brilliant, you Mr. Did. D. Oh, and I can remember telling people... I said, you get up there and try and do what Naomi's doing right now. Yeah. Try, try and be that teacher up in the front, faced with a situation, be subtle and funny at the same time and real. Uh, most of us can't do it. Right. Because people don't take comedians seriously. They think you're just having a good time. Do you think they do more now than they used to? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I would hope so. Do you think that, like, your role, like, as a, as a woman in, in comedy, do you think that's changed at all? I'm not even sure. Let's ponder that all question. Right, and we'll yeah, think not, about Kate's last name, or we'll think about a sure. bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, has my, no, I don't feel like anything's like really changed for me. Like, you started women fully clothed with mm -hmm. the other gals. Mm -hmm. And was that a statement about uh, working just with women or was it just because you loved those women specifically? Or? I just love them. And for me, I don't make statements. I'm not a statement person. You know what I mean? I just like to do good work and I'm in it for the money and the laughs. Right. Uh, yeah. Not in that order or yes, that order. <laughs> I'd say maybe that. <laughs> laughs and money. Yeah. Lately now it's laughs and money. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, I think Robin Duke wanted to make a statement and, um, she definitely wanted to make a statement. That's that's groovy that she did. Sure. Um, but I'm just not that person. Don't really care. Just wanted to do good work and have fun. So, I could have cared less if it was an all-female group. That and there was never a time like, yeah, hey, let's bring this to guy into I it. I was totally like, get Ed Sahaley in here. He's right. hysterical. Yeah. And they were like, no, funny, let's keep funny. all ladies. Yeah, I think, well, I think, well, they, yeah, nobody was adamant about it. Right. It just, there wasn't... Uh, any, you know, there wasn't any material for a guy. But I, I think, I think that um, if I got those people to get a group going again, I think some guys would be involved. Yeah. Because one thing we never did was no male bashing at all. 
never complained about men, never talked about our periods, never no. talked about how rough it was to be a woman. No. It's just like the slings and arrows of everyday life, you yeah. know, which, which is great, which is universal. Yeah. That's I why I think it was successful. That you guys... But you're 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 still writing now, aren't you? You still developing stuff. We're still working on something. Yeah. But uh, people's personal lives have kind of slowed things down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're working you came on out a of the TV gate show fast too. Who isn't? <laughs> we're working on a TV you, show, the, quote unquote. Right. I yeah. mean, you pop, You have to. You have. You to gotta keep. Something. You gotta. I'm sure you're still working on yeah. something for you and I. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> those instincts of yours, though, those kind of like. Da, 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 and how yeah. to make a moment work mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. whether it's in sketch or on film or whatever where do you think that came from like Naomi I can ask you the same thing because you've got you've got it too yeah but but we're we were brought up differently like who taught well, you how to have those kind of instincts nobody and I see it in my granddaughter that's wild was, like I'm but your I, granddaughter's born, gonna get it from you well I guess I got it from somebody it's I think you're just born with that like stuff. were your parents funny no well, mom, yeah, mom was funny in, in a more of a high voice kind of a way. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of work did she do? But she never worked a day in her life. Just at home. Just at home. Wow. She did take a culinary course, so we were fed well. And dad had like a super straight job, vice president of Richard's Glass Company. Mom shouldn't have been at home. Kate Reed, that's who it was. Nice. Kate Reed, yes. <laughs> I knew Victory. her to come to me. Yeah, Victory. Kate Reed. Look her up. She was just genius. Um... And mom would always go to shows. Like, she was very, she did appreciate great drama and, yeah. and stuff. So she she had an artistic side, and she never should have stayed at home. Right. Ever. <coughs> she was frustrated. Yeah. In the 50s, you know? Right. Ugh. Of course. Yeah. What about your pops? What did he do? Not a frustrated guy. Just a happy, kind of go-lucky, sort of gentle, sweet man. Yeah. Very lucky. Very lucky to have him as a dad. He was yeah. very even-tempered. Just a really, really nice guy. Mom, she had a bit of menopause going on, I think. For your whole childhood? I think so. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> kind of feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I bet you got good characters from her. Yeah, well, yo, yes, I think I have. Right? I think I have. And my brother, Tony, who's gay, and I do him all the time. Because he, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not gay like that. Right. He's gay like, tell me about it. Okay. You know, is that kind of gay? <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. 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 So, yes, I think most comedy you do pull from your family. Yeah. I know all the Flaherty's do. Well, yeah, I can imagine mm-hmm. that family. But your family, you were brought up, um, were they were in a Catholic family? No, no, I'm a Catholic convert, actually. No kidding. Yeah, very few of us walking around. Now, when did that Not that happen? I've been to Mass, like, every Nobody's Sunday judging. lately. I know. Nobody's stopping um, you. I met David's mom, who had an extremely hard life. And an extremely good attitude. Set fifteen pregnancies, seven kids. So you oh imagine how many miscarriages there were. I'm not good no at math, money. But, that doesn't sound but, great. but she loved Jesus, and he was like the greatest guy in the world. She converted Jewish kids. Like when she wow. would talk, you would listen. You know what I mean? And I listened to her, and I was I liked what I heard. This is before thought, you were married. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. Well, I think no. Well, yeah, that's right. We hadn't been married yet. Um, and I thought, well, you know, I was raised in Anglican. Okay. I will check out the Anglican church. I'll go back to church. And I just, I don't know, not, nothing really hit. And then I went to a Catholic church called St. Basil's in downtown Toronto. And I saw women in mink coats. I saw beggars. I saw businessmen. I saw kids in mm-hmm. jeans. Nobody was there with a hat on. You know what I mean? Right. And they were all there for the same reason. And I really, and I really liked what they said at Mass. Right. I really liked it, so I became a Catholic. Was that like a big... But like, I don't follow all the rules. Right. <laughs> but that's too like, hard these days. Of course. Well, yeah. any rules are difficult yeah. these days. Is that, how did that feed your career? Do you feel like that had anything to do with like your choices well, in like, your career? Yeah, I don't do dirty movies. <laughs> no. But do you I think you do would anything, anyway? I, no. I, I probably wouldn't have. That's just me. Yeah, yeah. I just I find some things offensive. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so it hasn't really affected my choices at all it's probably helped me realize why i wouldn't do that kind of thing yeah you know i don't want to do anything that my kids would be embarrassed to watch yeah that's almost like the bit larger religion that's kind of, over is your children's kind of, yeah, view of what things if they saw that Yikes. yeah have you ever been embarrassed about something you've done 
Well, I did do a movie once, but actually it wasn't, um, it was just silly. It was called The Pleasure of My Business. Oh, great. Now people are going to look at it. <laughs> Way to go, Jane, you idiot. No, it was, it was a comedy. Al Waxman was directing it, and I had to have my top off. That's all. Oh, my God. Yeah. But but I was eating, my husband was eating a sandwich, and I was, I, it was like, it was just, it was funny. It was yeah. just funny. Nowadays, I mean, people wouldn't even blink at that, but. No. But yeah, no, that was the biggest thing. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I think in, in going down the road, you saw my rear end, which oh. I was not too pleased about doing, but like, yeah. You brought back the going down the road, right? They did it again, going down the road again. Yes, we did going down the road again. Yeah, and how is that to relive? It was great. I just, yeah. I, um. It was a great script. It became Pete's story, and he had to bring Joey's ashes back to the East Coast, and then there was a whole bunch of reveal about Pete's history. And I thought it was a great script. Yeah. But poor Shabib, honest to God, he did the best he could with 18 days. That's all That's the money insane. he could get. And I yeah. felt like there was some spots where he really, he could have, like he really wanted to grab some stuff, and yeah. he, just, he just didn't have the time. Yeah, yeah. But the most tragic thing was Kale Chernin, who always wanted to get going down the road again, going, had cancer and we didn't know it. And yeah. she was dying. She was in... Did you ever suspect anything? Because no, you guys were we friends didn't. from like... I knew she was really thin, but I knew she liked to be thin. Right. She was really, really thin. And her attitude, her energy and attitude were great on, yeah. on set. She died three months after that. Oh my God. But, and she wouldn't tell us. Because she was afraid she wouldn't be insured and wouldn't be able to do the movie. Right. Like, you have to be insured yeah. sometimes so they don't lose tons of money if you get sick. Right. You know? Yeah, that's wild. So, but what yeah. a lucky opportunity to spend that much time with her, too. It was great. And we had a ball. Yeah. We had a ball. Yeah. Cancer sucks, man. Oh, my God. It really does. Nobody wants to. No, I know. I mean, that seems to me like two big milestones for you, that those two um, films. Like kind of bookends, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah, like, it was do you very remember, nice. Did you ever, like, think about leaving acting? No, never. That's never, amazing. Never in a million years. Yeah, like, what else would, would we ever want to do? Well, I do paint, and I do love to paint. Yeah. I really like to but paint. But you would never give up acting to be a painter, would you? No. It's no your, way. It's, no, it's, it's, it's what I am. I'm sort of half actor, half human being. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But you're such a beautiful painter. You have, like, you paint oh, with thanks, such sweetie. heart. You do, thank though. You. Everything I see, I'm like, there's just an extra oomph into it. Oh, thank Even you. Even if it's a building. Like yeah, I try to. I did, try like, to. I try to make it like poetry almost. You know what I mean? I try to. No, be I don't paint at all. So like, tell me what you mean by that, because that I don't. Well, I it's love like it. um, it's like a lot of painters. I'm realistic, but I I don't worry about a hundred percent realism because I want it to look the way you would like it to look. It's kind of hard right. to explain. I don't know. I just play with light and color and just try to have some drama there and some softness there and just kind of keep it moving back It's like and what forth. you said about acting, right? You want to have yeah, comedy exactly, and tragedy exactly. and everything. So. It's, exact, it's kind of the same thing, yeah. yeah. Do you find it um, lonely painting or do you love that so Oh, no, I love yeah. it. I love it. I, I have a studio. Yeah. I don't own a studio. I'm in a really nice studio called the Aiken Collective. Nice. And it's a great, big, beautiful building, all white walls and very high ceilings and big windows and I have four feet by five <laughs> taped off on on the floor. I have a wall yeah. on the right hand side. <laughs> right. And Mikey's right there. He's like right there and there's another new person there and a, another gal beside me. She doesn't come in much. So there's always lots of room. Yeah. And it's great. There's a kitchen and I mean I could sit and have wine with some artists at night if I wanted to. It's great. That sounds awesome. I'm starting to make like get to know people there. Yeah. Because artists are great, but they're not quite as gregarious as actors. Yeah. It's a different vibe, but yeah. I'm there to paint. Yeah, but you're probably hugely entertaining as well. Not really, I'm there to paint. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Even when you're having wine at the end of the day? Well, we haven't done that yet. Oh, we're I we're see. planning on it's it. It's time. We're planning on that. Like, no, it's a different side of the brain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does no, that, do you feel like that balances out stuff? Because I know, I mean, acting, we can't act as much as we want to. Nobody can. It totally balances stuff out yeah. for me. If I'm dying of boredom, which I often am, <laughs> and I start on a project, I'm as happy as a pig in poo. Yeah. You know, because you're complete. They say it's relaxing. It's not relaxing at all. No? <clears throat> it's absorbing is what it is. Right. And you don't think of anything else except your canvas. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing to have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
You literally think of nothing else except I need some more blue there in the green foliage and yeah. That's amazing in a world where we're all attached to our cell phones. Yeah. And... Yeah, so it's it's for me it's a really healthy thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel like um do you have a project they haven't done yet like in acting? In the acting world? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, a show with you okay. when you play my for, daughter for sure. out on Salt list. Spring Island. Mm-hmm. That's on top of my list. That's my dream. Yeah, to do That's like a, dream. and to go away for a while. <laughs> yeah, I like going away. Yeah, I like going away a lot. Well, Haven, right? You were in <laughs> Haven was heaven. Long. Haven was heaven. Heaven. That haven. was yeah. Heaven. I always said it's <laughs> heavenly here on Haven. But you were only supposed to be there for like three episodes or something. Yeah, and right? I ended up getting the rest of the series. That's amazing. Oh, it was brilliant. And it that was... wasn't an overly like comedy role. No, not at all, but sassy. She was kind of a sassy, the sassy coroner. Yeah, I don't think you can do a character that doesn't have sassy in it I know, yeah, yeah. it'd be a a challenge, that's for sure. But in the world of, Actually, I'm doing an orphan black. Are you? Yes, and um, the character, she's not sassy at all. What's the character? She's a church lady, she's a volunteer, and she's there to make, um, um, what's her name? Uh, Tatiana. Tatiana. To, here to make her life miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. It's That's fun. fantastic. Yeah, Tatiana. Sorry, Tatiana. I keep wanting to call you something else. Well, she's got six different names in the show. So I know. It's not, yeah, it's... And this is her Shirley Allison character. There you go. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. That's it fun. might be recurring, so that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, but yeah, not no sass there at all. So do you? But feel that's like... fine. Like, is there a drive to get, like, your next acting things? Like, you you create with women fully clothed, but you don't have something that you're, like, like, other than your art, your visual art. Well, yeah, I mean, I am creating with women fully clothed, and I'm crazy about the character we've developed for me, and if we could do that, that would just be heavenly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's a really fun idea. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. A series, a series is always my goal. Yeah, I looked at your resume. It feels like you've done every single show since I've done quite down a few. Series. Like I've done quite a few. Series, yeah, maybe yeah. for episodes here and episodes here. But have you ever done like a recurring on a show that you started from the beginning of the season? Yeah. I kn- uh, well, there was Material World, right? and that was fun. Yeah. Sassy. Yeah. Right. Bernice, the bookkeeper. Bernice, the bookkeeper. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that. Who I, are these characters from? Like, who are these like? Like who writes church them? lady? No, like all your sort of like bookish characters and I know, the gal it's the in other Chicago. Side. It's and the like, other side of me. Yeah, it's the other side. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's like conservative side, but you know if you're an actor, that's what you do, right? Yeah, you've got a few sides. Um, <clears throat> the the best the two greatest series I was on was This Is Wonderland, written by George F. Walker. Yeah, amazing. <clears throat> and I played um, Michael Riley's mother. And, and I was the secretary in the office, but I played his mother, and I was up to all sorts of shenanigans and being a bit of a detective. And the writing on that was so brilliant. I've never seen that many happy actors in my yeah. life. And every guest who came on the show, that went on their reel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why do you think it didn't go on? I don't know. I think the CBC and George, I think they had some conflict, uh. ugh, which is absurd. Right. In L.A., if there was a conflict, you get over it, and you've got a hit show, you keep going. Yeah, yeah. You know, they said the numbers were down, but I don't know. We were getting letters from the states saying, keep this show on. It's brilliant. Yeah. From the border states. So we were able to see CBC, I guess. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't always understand. No, I, no, I don't think anybody understands. <laughs> and you didn't go to L.A. because <clears throat> of kids, but do you ever regret yeah. that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah? A little bit. What was the time in your life when you are like, we maybe should go to L.A.? Well, I, I, I did have two kids. I was called down by Carsey and Werner. They were the creators of um, uh, Roseanne and the Bill Cosby show. Oh, wow, yeah. And they, they called me down. They were interested in me. I, st- I had to read for it, but they, it was a casting director who got me down to meet them. And they picked me to be the star of a show that they were going to pitch to ABC. And we went in and we read, and then it just didn't happen. But leading up to that, the hype yeah. that they started to put on me was insane. It's crazy. Like well, like their assistant phoned me up and said, well, I guess you're the next $3 million girl in this town, aren't you? And I said, oh, you say that to all the Canadian girls. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then... When was this? This, oh, I was in my 40s. Right. And my my 
agent up here, Paul Gross, was a very laid-back agent. I guess this casting director called him. And he said, and she had my tape somehow. I don't know how. We don't even know how she had my tape. And he said, well, why are you interested in Jane? Oh, great. <laughs> I know, he was that, he was that guy. I, he just wanted to know. Yeah. And he said, well, she's one of the few comedians who hasn't had a facelift. Right. Interesting, hey? Eh? Yeah. Very interesting. So they wanted somebody real. And that was uh, 30 years ago. <clears throat> that was 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was in my 40s. The kids were still little. May have had three of them. But we were. if it went, we were prepared to move down. Yeah. So it didn't go. We had a lovely meeting, you know, with the president of ABC and a little read-through and blah, blah, blah. Then nothing. Then couldn't get Carson Werner on the phone. Right. Done. That happens. And yeah. done. And you know what it became? She did actually get that show going. It became Grace Under Fire. No kidding. Yeah. Interesting. So that Dave Thomas was on, right? That, that Dave was on. Yeah. They should have used me. Yeah. Just saying, you know. Whatever. Well, yeah, that's a given. Yeah. Um, and so do you kind of look back and be like, oh, we should have just packed up and gave it a shot anyway? <clears throat> Probably should have. We were just, I don't know. I, I think I was lucky enough to be busy busy enough up here to not panic about staying and, and laziness, you know. Do you think you're lazy? Well, three kids. You got to take three kids down to L.A. <laughs> that's and rent a lazy. house and that's find an agent. and You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a thing. It's no, a I get lot. It. I get it kind of wish I'd done it but whatever yeah but I've had so much fun up here though it doesn't feel like you've had dry spells only in the 80s I think what happened like, I don't know but you had kids at that time I had kids and it was just nobody really seemed to know me or care about me very much yeah and that started to build back up again yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel like you really have ever had other than that time when you had kids a time off like you've just been going yeah and, well consistently yeah, enough that enough, you think you have enough to keep the wolf from the door as yeah, it were yeah like what's your next project what's the thing that you're excited about doing in the morning well it's orphan black i'm very excited yeah. about that yeah. and so when that you, seems to be it right this now is a new character for you sort of to play? yeah new character and i'm always excited about women fully clothed because yeah. they're great great writers yeah and if we could get our show off the ground i would just be thrilled and you i would i would so do another well stage together. show with them too because yeah. It's really, they're amazing. They're yeah. just amazing It's a writers. really magical thing to watch those guys on stage. That's you good, because I've never it. seen it. So Yeah, yeah. trust me, when I see you guys, it's Oh, fantastic. that's good, really? Yeah, it's magical. Good. Because you have that's such chemistry, and it's so different between Very each good pair. chemistry, and, yeah. yeah. And you have such history together that it's just a treat. It's a I love working with all of them. Yeah. Every one of them. I adore working with them. And with Orphan Black character, what's your process with this character that you're working on? Well, um, first they have to send me the script. I only saw the <laughs> sides of the audition. I have to read the script. Like, did you did, and, like did you tap into a character that you knew for her, or did you just go? Oh, well, I've seen there's there, there are those volunteer ladies that just scare the crap out yeah. of you, and they love to be in control. With the clipboards. Yeah, yeah, they love to be in control. They don't have a real job, so this is their job. Yeah, and that's what I'm tapping into. Love it. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, it started out when I went in, great writer, I really love him. Don't ask me his name, but I love him. Doesn't matter. And he said, it started out as like a sweet character. And he said, yeah, I'm thinking maybe let's just make her a little more, just a little meaner. And so that was fun. So we tapped yeah, into that. Yeah, fun. You know, I, I've seen those women. I remember trying to uh, volunteer. I thought, well, I'm a Catholic, so I'll, I, I will join the... Catholic Ladies League or whatever the hell it's called out in some <laughs> small town that I used to live in. They terrified me. Yeah. They did. Yeah, you and me both. And you know, and if you weren't in on the beginning, it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it but at that's all. That's why we chose to do comedy, right? Yeah. Like, it has to be fun. It's gotta be fun. Yeah. And I can remember like meeting other school moms and just going, Oh God, what am I doing? Right? And the only one that I really made friends with out there was um another painter and she said something to me she said yeah sometimes i just feel like a steaming pile of shit i said okay i love you yeah no, no. <laughs> we're gonna get along just okay fine. We're gonna, and yeah. we became really really good friends whereas yeah. other women everything's fine no just fine fine here but fine that's like i'm fine inauthenticity that oh, i can't terrifies me yeah i'm with you on that yeah so but we, when somebody says uh, that they feel like a steaming, steaming pile, pile of shit. I love it. I know, I'm like, I know. okay, oh. you're you're being as true. You're as a you real can be. person. Yeah, and you're funny, and you're making me laugh. And I know, like Marty Short, really 
has a hard time being with people who aren't in show business. Because Marty needs to laugh all yeah. the time. Yeah. He said, Janet, I have a hard time with civilians. He calls them civilians. <laughs> yeah. But you don't. But, you... Yeah, now I do. Yeah. I tried to be <laughs> I tried to be straight. I really yeah. tried really hard to be straight because I was raising three I'm not straight at all. Right. And I'm not talking about the sexual thing. I just mean we don't I'm need not, to get into that. But yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But it's true because I we're just, so spoiled, I enjoy right? the out, But I enjoy the outcasts and the people yeah. who can laugh at themselves. Yeah. If you can't laugh at yourself, I'm going to have a really hard time having drinks with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no matter how many drinks you have. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if I... I had to just hang out with actors for the rest of my life. I'd be very happy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be great. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, I know. I, I'm not being a snob. I just, I know what I like now. Do you, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, yeah. we don't, I don't think I have very many friends that aren't actors. I know. And if I do, they're funny non-actors. Exactly. Well, yeah. I actually have no friends at all, but no. that's okay. <laughs> do you feel like you've been recognized enough for your work in Canada? Oh, God, I'm recognized every day. Yeah? Oh, yeah. People on the street? Oh, yeah, totally. Because you have such a following with kids, too, now, with I androids. Do. and That's really fun. Amazing. Dino Dan and androids. Yeah. And, Sinking yeah, Ship is an amazing company. It's this guy, J.J. Johnson. I think almost right out of university, yeah. he started, well, you know him. I don't even think he finished. I think he started he probably while he was I at think, university. Yeah, I don't think he even finished. And he He's started just, Sinking Ship. Yeah. And... Just, you know, this Dino Dan thing just exploded, right? It yeah. Just, it was, it's all over he the world. He has the keys to almost all the cities. <laughs> like, yeah, he's amazing. And so to work for him is very exciting. Yeah. And he is, God bless him, he's had me be grandma in Dino know? Dan, Androids. Playdate. Playdate, yeah. where you're my daughter. Yeah. And, um, excuse me, I'm chewing a pickle here. <laughs> I have to keep up my strength. Uh <laughs> And then there's this other one, new one called Dino Dana. That's right. And she and Trek has passed the baton to Dino Dana. Yeah. I'm the neighbor lady and still Trek's grandma. And I did a Maybe. beautiful little show with them. Whereas I, Dino Dana comes up to me and she's asking me, I don't know, I think I'm missing my dog. And, and I say to her, well, why are you dressed like a Trexodon? And she said, how do you know? I said, well, I used to play dinosaurs with my grandsons all the time. And then I say, but they're in school now and they've got friends. They've kind of moved on. So grandma's not so hip and rad anymore. <laughs> it was really sad. Yeah. And she said, but well, sweet. I'll play with you. Yeah. So the writing, this is this guy's a great writer. Yeah. And then Trek like shows up. For us. Remember yeah. those scenes that we had were really lovely. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So and they're real people. They're not they're real like people. Grandma yeah. come out going, "Here's your cookies." Oh, and, I know. Yeah. Like I'm a bit crotchety, but it. I'm complaining about you behind your back <laughs> all the time. It really makes me laugh. That's right. There should be a spinoff. Right. Totally. Right. See, we were destined to work together. Destined, my friend. But and people say, well, "What's it like doing kids shows?" I said, "Better, better than anything. You're out by six. Right. They pay you just as much to be on a kids." series as they do a grown-up series yeah you're doing lovable sweet work and you know so for me that's and you heaven. said once that nobody ever tells you to go smaller i know <laughs> which i also relate to which really makes me happy yeah yeah jane could you just bring it no it doesn't happen but there's no. articles out there that they're like jane eastwood canadian icon no i've never Are you comfortable that. with that i'm extremely flattered uh, <clears throat> i think it's because i've been around for so long excuse yeah. me yeah <clears throat> Not even sure what an icon is, but if they want to call me an icon, God bless them. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Some Sounds people, great. you know, when they've been in the industry as long as you have, don't feel like they are getting the recognition that they deserve. Yeah, that's or, true. That sucks. But I don't, but it feels like you are. I really have. You do. Like, I really you have. Web, like you did Bill lucky. and Sons web series. Like you do web so series. You do big features like mm -hmm. Chicago. You'll do the gamut mm -hmm. without any kind of like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing a anything like oh you're quite right that's, you're such yes. a talent and you're, artist like i think that's a statement of true artistry just just want to work yeah that's all yeah. and if sometimes it's for 300 a day that's fine i feel you know like, what i mean absolutely Whatever. absolutely i feel like they haven't the industry hasn't even tapped into a part of you that they realize like recognizing the stuff that you used to do in the acting class where it was like heartfelt and that's yeah because people think of you as a comedian well that's true and but and, and if you want a great tragic role ask a comedian yeah 
You but know, look at I Haven, think, like that has quirkiness, but you're also oh, there was some very some real heavy stuff there, yeah. which is great. My son was going to be shot to, as a sacrifice. And yeah, was great to do that kind of stuff. We gotta I, go write a show right this minute. I know, baby. and I see now when yeah. I talk to you, I get excited. Actually, yeah. when I talk to you, I get excited. That's Let's just right. write a show. Just just get her done. It's so get her true. done. Write I a just, friggin' show. Because I, I mean, ever since um, I remember when we the first time we met together was that that commercial we did with oh, Joe. It's hysterical with Joe Flaherty yeah. and Colin. I don't. I don't think Colin, Colin was there for that day that you and I were working. Oh, wasn't you, he? Oh, he okay. was. I was only in for one day because I was like just like okay. Make so much whatever. fun, but so much fun. I remember going like, if I can live my life and career the way you are, like I think I'd be happy because of being a character actor. Yeah. But also, you yeah. are so like uh, without airs, and you were just so inclusive, which is that's good. It was I'm glad to hear like, that. I remember that's that good. afternoon. You're like, I'm tired. I gotta take a nap, and I found you <laughs> sleeping underneath the table, the makeup I table, know. and I'm like, that's Jane fucking Eastwood. She shouldn't be sleeping. And you're like, that's ah, fine. <laughs> but I love it. Like you don't have any kind of preconceived ideas of like higher quality. I can remember I was doing a movie out in in Calgary um, with with with, um, oh not Naomi Judd no not Naomi one of the writers Winona Ryder I don't know is it a writer or a Judd no, it was a writer. Anyway, there were a lot of stars on the movie, and yes. there was a, a, another star whose name I won't mention. Her sister's a star, and her brother's a star. And she was so, so depressed that her trailer, and she was like the third star, wasn't as big as the star's trailer. I mean, yeah. I mean, devastated. It was affecting her work. What do you think that is? I think it's the way they were brought up in L.A. It's yeah, everything training, is so... Right? So much about status, and boy, if you can just wipe that stuff off the slate, you're so much better off. Yeah. I couldn't believe how upset she was. She had a lovely little trailer. Yeah. You're sleeping underneath the makeup table. I'm What's under the problem? makeup table. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I I am at the point now where I don't want a honey wagon. I want a three banger because I'm old. Damn it, I yeah. deserve a three banger. And my agent, she kind of pushes for that. Yeah. Whereas I'll do a kid show with J.J. Johnson. There's nothing. There's, we're There's in no the, trailers. We're in the green room with the kids. And yeah. they literally, and my agent said, well, you know, J.J., she's old. She needs a nap at lunch. And J.J. remembers, Is every, have you got Jane's uh, blow-up bed coming? <gasps> nice. And, yeah, they gave you a blow-up bed. Blow-up bed and just put it anywhere that yeah. we could find a spot. Yeah. A quiet spot for me. But that's a fair request. Like, that's to- not oh, yeah. being they, a diva. It's no, not, not like- at all. And then once they saw me sleeping out in the field, it was just like, yeah, yeah that's where shit. But I could sleep anywhere, so that yeah. was good. But, yeah. If there's a, a larger, I'm not talking a big trailer. I'm talking the three banger. You can walk around in it. Yeah. And that I want. Yeah. That's the only time. And I think I like transportation now because I'm getting old. Yeah. I don't need to spend an hour trying to figure out where the friggin' location is in a blizzard. No. Just drive me there. Yeah, that's a fair request. Frig- but if only, that's your uh, two only things, that's it, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Give me a decent room to rest in and drive me there. That's not a lot of. You know, I'm 70 years old. You're amazing. You're an oh, amazing you're woman, too. I wife, love you. mother. I love <laughs> you right back. And I, I, I'm. And you have one of my favorite paintings. The you dogs. My, uh, we have my favorite painting, the dogs that you painted. <laughs> I love doing. I oh love gosh. doing your I dogs. I want you to do another one. I, I, I haven't decided what it to. is yet. But, I would love um, to. Yeah, I love it so much. You, I mean, you're such an artist. Like I think that's why you can do stuff like that. You can pick up a paintbrush and create something as magical as that. Because like your so artistry is so yeah, you have fun. Like you so can much tell. fun. Yeah, pure joy. Anyway, I love you, honey. Love Thanks you for too. having me. Thanks. For, did, I, did I miss anything? Do you want to say anything that I forgot about? Uh, no, I really um, have nothing but, in my head. You have to pull it out well, of me all the time. <laughs> let's figure a thing that we're going to do together. I'm that's telling somewhere you. somewhere in the sun. Telling and you. And we'll go from there. David can write I, on it. Yes. We'll get everything well, He's kind of retired now, but... Well, well, we'll and your he'll, he'll be your here. husband's a brilliantly talented he's actor. He's pretty good, hey. We just did another movie together, Bruno and Boots. Oh yeah, you guys yeah, did that Yeah, and together. he was genius in and it. We did Haven together. His Haven was extraordinary. That was crazy. He had to he do. Was, remember that formula he had to write? Yeah. Oh my god. He called me. He was like, "Remember that speech? I have to write it down on the blackboard." <laughs> oh, oh it's so not fair. <laughs> yeah, no. So not gross. fair. He's he's just amazing. But yes, to to write a great series and. You know, have your own work. I, I, I will say one thing. Doing women fully clothed, 
Like, theater would bore me after a while. Yeah. But doing women fully clothed, you're doing your own material. And they're laughing at jokes that you wrote. You never get tired of that. Never. <laughs> you never. Yeah. doesn't matter how old the joke is. Yeah. If it's still, what is that? If it's still it's, getting it's a laugh. Ownership. It's right? ownership. And it, but it's also you creating. Like, I know that you, uh, they write stuff that you do, but then you tweak. And oh, you I tweak. Like, I, I do good punchlines. Raise punch it up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do good punchlines. So, like, I think it's a teamwork effort. It is. is. And we never too. get tired of getting laughs no. for the stuff we've written. I can't wait to see what you guys do. It's such an amazing group well, of Well, yeah. I think we have a pretty darn good idea. Anyway. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Well, you're inspiring to me, and I know I'm not the only one. You're Thank an amazing you, sweetie. Man. It was great being here. Great. Well, that's Jane. How can you not love her? I'm putting it out into the universe that we have to have a show together in the future. You hear that, universe? We should do a show together, me and Jane. And be sure to look up the Women Fully Clothed group, because if they're playing near you, you have got to see them. These ladies are fantastic. Now, Jane is most active on her Facebook page, so go find her there and tell her that she'll always be a $3 million gal to us. Thanks for listening. Now, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Firecracker Department. That's Firecracker, which hopefully you know how to spell, D-E-P-T. Join the conversation and keep up with what's new in the department. Hey, maybe you finally got promoted. Congratulations. Special thanks goes to Carousel Pictures and Grayson Matthews for their production help. Now go out there and get inspired.